Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Hey, good morning, Peter. Good to see you, man. You too, as always. Good to be back. Um, all right. Good morning, everyone. It's a big day on the show. I feel like, I, I, I don't know if this is, if we're allowed to say this, I don't know if this is politically correct anymore, but it feels like Ladies Day on the show. Am I allowed to be gender specific on the show? I've got Jessica on the board. We've got producer Julia in the control room. Taylor is out in the newsroom. Kristen Bentz is on the show at 8.30. Kirsten Cinema is on at 11 o'clock. We're surrounded. We're surrounded by the ladies today. So we should play ladies night at some point on the show. Um, but uh, Kristen Bentz will join me at 8.35. We're going to talk with her about the economy, the Fed raising interest rates, the possibility of good news as they say this may be coming to an end. Um, so, And I'm very excited about talking to Senator Cinema at uh, 11.05 this morning. I've been waiting a long time to talk with her about the border issues and banking and other stuff. And she's always an interesting conversation. So she will join us at 11.05. So please uh, set your alarm or download that KTR News app. You'll be notified. Um, we start this morning. With the ladies theme, uh, our governor, Governor Hobbs, the Supreme Court has ruled. The Supreme Court in Arizona has said that she is not required to act on the death warrant. Now, I think this is a bigger issue uh, than just this one case. And this is with all due respect to the victim's families. And I do think it's a huge issue for the family and for everybody else because we do have the death penalty in Arizona. But I think the implications of this are anytime it, there is a ruling that seems to either expand or verify the the uh, width of power in one of the branches of government, and it certainly does here, that when you see um, a, a death warrant is issued and the Supreme Court acknowledges the governor has no requirement to act on this warrant, I think it's a big deal. This is going to be big for Arizona. So our legal expert here at KTAR News, Barry Marks, and also a host here, talking about this this morning with Arizona's Morning News. Here's what Mr. Markson had to say. The execution warrant from the Supreme Court is basically authorization for the governor and the Department of Corrections leader to put someone to death under under the law, but does not require them to do so. So, uh, you know, this uh, this is where the confusion is. Well, then who has the authority to carry out an execution? Actually, carrying out an execution uh, is done by the executive branch. And if the executive branch determines that we're not doing that right now, that is within the authority of the governor. So, you know, there's always the possibility. Could the governor give this person a, a pardon? All those. That's all the power within the executive branch. But when these cases go before a court, precedent plays a big role in future decisions on things. Is this the first step in the expansion? Um, but this is a great question. If he sits on death row now. Um, or wherever he's going to be kept, and this warrant is not enforced and it expires, whatever else, can at a later date, could they execute him later? The warrant of execution remains in place, and if Governor Hobbs completes the uh, investigation and a report is issued that Arizona can constitutionally carry out executions, then Arizona and the Department of Corrections can do so. So now will his based on this and are they good? And this is if I were a defense lawyer, which be afraid if I'm a defense lawyer, any kind of a lawyer, um, if I were a lawyer for this person, I would say this is getting to be cruel and unusual punishment. This guy is asked over and over again for her, his sentence to be carried out. And now you've got him sitting and waiting for some other investigation. You have no idea when it's going to end. What you need to do is put this man's mind at ease and just sentence him to life in prison, transfer his sentence from death to that and see if they can make some kind of appeal to make that happen. They are fighting just, and these are people that are anti-death penalty, and they're entitled to their opinion. I don't necessarily agree with them, but I hate the way we handle the death penalty anyway. 
And I hate it because it's bad to the victims. You know, uh, the victims' families are the ones that suffer. And more than anything else, we should not be a part of their suffering. And the way we do this, it is. Um, And... uh, (sighs) Some of the family members have been upset and asked for the execution to happen. This uh, inmate asked for the sentence to be carried out. He even at one time petitioned to be transferred to Texas where they actually use the death penalty, um, which is never going to happen. But I just think that if we are going to employ the death penalty, we have to acknowledge what we're doing. We are taking a human life. As a society, we are endorsing the taking of a human life. And if as a society we agree that if you commit a crime so egregious and so heinous that it warrants you losing your life, then we've got to do it differently. And I I, I use the I want to make sure I explain myself every time I talk about this because I don't want to come across as some bloodthirsty, angry, and it's not that at all. This is all about the victims' families. I don't think we should hang them in the you know I don't think we should stoop to their levels. I don't think we should hang them in the public square. It shouldn't be on pay per view. Uh, We shouldn't necessarily lock them in a room with the family members of the victims and allow them to die in the same fashion. I know that the emotion of that and if. I, if I lost a loved one at the hands of some criminal like this, I may have the different view too. I may want to take the law into my own hands. But I'm saying as a society, we should not be bloodthirsty. But if we decide you've taken a life in the most heinous way, and so you're going to forfeit yours, if that's the decision we've made, why is it taking 20 plus years, especially for a guy that admitted he did it and asked for the sentence to be carried out? His lawyers are using him as a pawn because they the lawyers in a death penalty case on the defense side usually are brought in that are experts in trying to get these cases reduced, thrown out, you know, give them life in prison because it's not about that. I don't ever believe it's about, for the most part, about the convicted person. It's about the idea that they are anti-death penalty. But what ends up happening is the victim's family suffer. I'm going to talk more about this uh, a little bit later on in the show, but I was at an event last night for the family of Lori Piestawa. Many of you know Piestawa Peak was renamed after Lori Piestawa. Uh, She was killed 20 years ago today. Today's the 20th anniversary. And I was at an event last night with other Gold Star family members. like myself, and uh, Gold Star family members are people that have lost somebody in war or caused or in the caused by war. Um, and um, life is precious. I'm not somebody that's a bloodthirsty person, but you're in a room full of people. Lori Piestua was killed 20 years ago, and I was given the privilege and the honor of calling up the Gold Star family members that were in attendance, and we were given beautiful medallions. Uh, this was all done by the Piestua family and other tribal leaders from different tribes around the country even that made these beautiful Native American. I got a, nice, a beautiful medallion. Uh, the ladies were given necklaces, Gold Star necklaces that were handmade. It was just a beautiful ceremony, and I had the privilege of introducing the Gold Star families that were there. And there was a wife whose husband was killed over 50 years ago, and it never leaves you. Those things are always going to be there, but for us, for our families, every time that wound is reopened, it's you, I should say, not every time, most times, it's an act of kindness. It's a healing process. Yes, it's sad. We all shed tears last night, but 
this was an event that every time we're reminded of it, the tears come flooding back and we remember how much we miss our loved ones and it is a difficult time. Now, I want you to put yourself in that position now that you're in that mindset. Here we were in a room full of people that were there to honor Lori's service and her family extended that honor to all of the Gold Star families in attendance. Now, imagine if it was the other way around. Imagine if this was a courtroom. And we all had to sit there while the person that took her life in a heinous way, in a murderous way, was defended, and they had to have that wound reopened all the time. That's what we do to families. Every time they're notified about a hearing, every time they're notified about a petition, every time something else happens in that court proceeding, those wounds are opened up again. Every single time. Here it is over 20 years later, this guy has asked to be put to death, and he's not. And it's because of the bigger picture of people being anti-death penalty. Well, if you're going to end it, and I will tell you, if they, if we ended the death penalty, I would not be protesting against it. I would just let life move on. It's not that important to me. But if we're going to use the death penalty, any part of our justice system, when it involves violent crime especially, should always, always, always keep the victims in the forefront. These family members, these victims deserve justice, and it shouldn't take over 20 years to get whatever that justice is. You're going to lock him up and throw away the key. He's got no chance of parole, and he's going to die in that prison. Then let the family know that. Opening these wounds is horrible. I think it's a despicable thing that people do. Coming up in a moment, Kristen Bentz is going to join me. She is from KB Advisory Group. We're going to talk about the economy, so please stick around for that. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. All things economy. Yesterday, the Fed announced it's raising rates a quarter of a point, uh, less than expected a while ago. But is this in response to what happened in the banking crisis? So all things economy. And we have questions. We know who has answers. It's Kristen Benz from KB Advisory Group. Welcome back, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Um, let's talk. Let's start with the interest rate hike. Two things here. Are we seeing good mixed with bad here? My question is, obviously, markets reacting negatively to a raise in interest rates, but the Fed indicating that the end may be near for these rate for these rising interest rates. Is that a good thing? Yeah, you know, I kind of think uh, you and I love uh, movie references. So I was thinking of Animal House and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Remain calm. All, All is well. well. <laughs> 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 so, you know, this is part of the grand plan to, you know, bring inflation back to 2% over time, which is always the key word. You know, they're analysts that labor over every single word that Jerome Powell says, and they'll tweet out like certain words that are indicative of certain things happening in the future. So, yes, I think we're close to the end of this. Um, you know, you maybe see, you might see one more little tiny hike, but I think we're probably uh, coming up towards the end, as you say. Well, when you, um, when you, you talked about when people speak, when, when Janet Yellen says that there may be more bank bailouts that'll be necessary in coming, and you've got um, the head of the Fed, Jerome Powell, saying that they are still going to raise more interest rates, does that scare the markets or does it just scare the consumer? 
Well, it's funny because I think it scares both. You know, you have these, like you said, conflicting ideologies. And first they're like, you know, we're going to guarantee all bank deposits for two years. And then Janet comes out and says, no, we're not. (laughs) So um, that affects uh, the markets firstly, but it really does affect consumers. And to your point, we're already seeing the consumer react to this. So um, the wealth effect is used a lot um, in economics. And so what that means is if, you know, the consumer gets scared and is not feeling so wealthy, they're going to rein in their spending. So Citi already reported that the week of March 18th, when all the banking crisis SVB stuff came out, uh, they could already tell in credit card data that the consumer already pulled back. So look how fast that happens. And this is what's so fascinating about following the consumer because it's so dynamic and Darwinian and things happen like in real time. So it scares both the markets and the consumer to answer you. Kristen Benz is joining me. She is with KB Advisory Group. She is KB Advisory Group and uh, uh, just brilliant on the topic of the economy and especially the way the stock markets. And you're you made your living for the most part as a retail analyst, right, for in the, in the world of stocks. Correct. With Lehman Brothers. I was one of the sisters of Lehman Brothers. Thank you very much. When So we're watching interest rates go up. We know that that means people are going to spend more money in interest on credit cards, which is going to hurt people. And you've talked about the extreme amount of debt people are accumulating. Well, what does it mm-hmm. say to you? Recently, I just saw a story that it's almost at 10 percent now in denials for auto loans. And it's, it's, like, a, it's a, like a seven year high or maybe even longer than that. Does that concern you? And what does that say? saying. Absolutely, because you're having this whole SVB issue is going to make credit more difficult for consumers to get in every aspect, right? Not only retaining credit for credit cards, but also mortgages, home loans, car loans, etc. And what makes, you know, a, a country healthy is a healthy credit and lending system. You know, the Great Depression was really caused about, uh, you know, due to non-access of credit. If you don't have credit, people can't pay their employees, in a business, um, you know, and just create their own, you know, living uh, expenses and paying for their, their monthly, you know, situation. So if you have credit tightening, that's not good for anyone. And it is frightening. Yeah. And to see the number, I think it, 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 over the last couple of years, it's jumped from like 5.8% to almost 10. So it's not quite double, but it's much higher. So when you, what does this say to you? When you look at that happening with credit denial, maybe it's because of debt to income and now with interest rates going up, but also having so much debt. What is this saying mm-hmm. to you about at least the immediate future, the next six to 12 months? Well, what's really scary and pressing is the regional banks account for about 45% of consumer lending. So when you have this kind of, you know, uh, flu, for lack of a better word, that came from SBB, this kind of, you know, systemic Regional banks are going to have to make it more difficult. They're going to scrutinize the people that they're giving money to, which makes it much harder to kind of grease the wheels of consumer credit and lending. So that's yet another um, nail in the coffin for, you know, a consumer that is under stress. And that's also indicative, unfortunately, of a recession. When you uh, speaking of that, we go back to 08, 09, when the crash happened in the real estate world in the years before that, it was so easy to get money. And, I, and a lot of people blamed it on that stated income loans and things of that nature. Uh, are we looking at more correction as far as the rules and how people borrow money now because of what happened in this banking crisis? 
Oh, definitely. Because it's kind of like, you know, the baby out with the bathwater. All of these banks, the regional banks that were doing everything right now, they're going to have to scrutinize uh, who they lend money to even more fervently. So who loses? The consumer. The consumer loses because it makes it much more difficult for them to access lines of credit to finance their daily lives. And because wages are not keeping up with inflation and inflation keeps spiking, you know, what happens? It makes it more difficult to maintain um, just, you know, your daily life. So, again, it's not about how many dollars you have. It's what those dollars can buy. Does it help people with good credit, though? If you're if you're someone that manages your money well, your debt to income ratio isn't bad, you pay your bills on time. Are you going to be more attractive because you're one of the people, A, that they want and B, they're not lending to other people. So are you more attractive for those companies? Oh, absolutely. And that's where that bifurcated market is that you and I always talk about with the consumer. There really is no middle class. And we have so many tranches of the consumer right now. So that upper level quintile of consumer that has stellar credit and everything was great for them during the pandemic. They're flush with cash. They are styling. It is perfect. They are getting all the calls to extend their credit. Um, they're going to be offered great terms. So it's a great time if you're that upper level consumer. And that's why those stocks like LVMH, Louis Vuitton that I talk about mm-hmm. and Restoration Hardware are thriving in this environment because those consumers are spending and they're comfortable and they're getting great terms. So why wouldn't they spend? So that's a bright spot within the economy. I, I, I always love the insight. I hope you'll come back soon and it's good to hear your voice. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, thanks. That's Kristen Bench, KB Advisory Group. Gatos joins me in a moment. It's the BQ poll question of the day, so stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Good morning, Mike. So we've got... The Arizona Supreme Court. It ruled that Governor Hobbs is not obligated to carry out the execution of uh, what's this thing's name? Gunches. Gunches. Yeah. Uh, So he was scheduled to be executed in April. So the big cue I ask, do you agree with the decision from the Arizona Supreme Court? Yes or no? I've been in uh, touch with the family um, of Mr. Price, who was killed. Right. And uh, this is just hell for them. It's like they're going through it all again. And it just feels to me that you've got leaders in Arizona that are trying to protect a guy on death row. And I'm like, I don't get it. Let's put the guy to death. Let's move on. Let's get it going. I don't know what you're investigating. I, I agree with you. And I think I'm glad you focused on the victim. I talked about that first thing out of the gate this morning, that it is torturous for the victim's families to have to have this wound reopened for over 20 years. Every time there's a hearing, every time there's a decision, every time there's a new petition filed, the family is notified and that wound is reopened. And it is we've got to put the victims first in these things. Yeah, I don't, we're not investigating anything. I guess we don't know where the drugs came from. Yeah. Or, or, but so what? Do they work? And if they work, let's put put the three yeah. in them and let's move on. Or do what Idaho just did and reinstate the firing squad. If the drugs aren't available, then let's you know firing squad. And most people say, and I've talked to an expert who says the firing squad is the most humane way to do it. Yep. Well, it's a great question. Sad, somber, but a great question as always. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. Thanks. That's Gatos and the BQ poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after nine o'clock, the Arizona Supreme Court also made a decision yesterday on the election challenge of Kerry Lake. We'll talk about that coming up in just a moment.